Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Return Podcast. I almost said a different podcast name. I don't know why I would do that. Anyways, I'm your host, Caitlin. I am thrilled that you are here and we got a good one for you, honestly. This episode is all about how to say no and how to communicate your needs with compassion and without guilt because it can be so challenging to one, say no, which we're going to cover, but also to do it in a way that feels aligned. I think the pendulum can swing on both sides of the equation where we say no and then we give like a four text message response as to why and we over explain. And then of course we can swing the other way and feel like we're being I don't know, quote unquote rude, even though there's that saying, which is no is a complete sentence. So I'm going to help you find that nice middle ground where it feels like it's coming from a calm, confident place where you don't have to send, you know, a 2000 word essay about why you're saying no, but you also won't walk away feeling like an asshole. So I am pumped for this. Also, just to ground us in, you know, what's going on in the world right now, if you didn't know, now you know I'm a really big football, U.S. American football fan. I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan, and Taylor Swift and him are dating, question mark, question mark, and she was at the Chiefs game. Not that I'm a Chiefs fan, because I will... Despite how horrible they are at the moment, always be a Denver Broncos fan through and through. So just grounding us in a little hot goss to start the podcast. But that's not why you're here. So how to say no and communicate your needs with compassion. First of all, I've definitely been there. I've said yes to so many things only to realize later on that I really didn't want to do it or I'm no longer in the mood and then what I found in previous versions of myself but also when I'm working with clients on this is it can bring up a whole bunch of stuff for us we don't want to say no because we don't want to hurt that person's feelings we're worried about what they'll think about us we're worried about their reaction usually 90% of the time, the worry comes from how it's going to impact the other person. And so the first thing I want to invite you to do is to just notice your own patterning around this. Do you often say yes when you really actually in that moment want to say no? Or and this still happens to me, I'll actually genuinely want to do something. And then when the time comes to do it, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore or I don't have the energy or who knows, right? Whatever's happening for me. And I feel like you're, my human design as a projector, not generating my own energy can speak to this. Like in the energy of the moment, I really wanted to go. And then when it comes up, something changed. So first things first, get out of your notebooks, friends. 
if you're taking notes. When you struggle with saying no when you want to say, saying yes when you want to say no or saying no, feeling guilty, step one, look at what comes up for you if you do say no. Do you have a part that feels guilty? Do you have a part that feels bad for the other person? Like what's the dynamic? What's preventing you from actually saying no either in the first place or later on? And for me now, it can be an energetic issue. Like I just don't have the energy. I don't have the capacity. And that becomes very easy for me. It's really clear because I've done this work. I can then say to my friend, you know, I was really looking forward to that dinner on Friday and I no longer have the capacity. Would you help me reschedule us or can we figure something else out for another time? And then I can just be like really honest and straight to the point. But I had the clarity of that because I realized that after I did this work around not saying yes to every single thing, I got even more granular and more granular and I realized, oh wow, sometimes it really is just energetic capacity, a situation. So step one, identify why you're saying yes all the time or why you change your mind or you need to say no. And that's going to be a very important. And then step two of that process is if we're on like a, what are those things called? Learning tree, decision tree. If we're on the decision tree and you are at the point and it says, I often say yes too much. And then, okay, why do you say yes? Is it because you feel guilty Is it because you're worried about the other person's reaction? Is it because you feel like you want to have a full schedule? Once you've reflected on that, I want you to write down like your top two reasons why you're saying yes. And I wish in this podcast I could walk you through all of these reasons and I could support you with them, but it is going to be really individual And this is just super good information for you to have. Like if you're always saying yes because you're worried about disappointing the other person, that is the perfect piece of work for you to do in a therapeutic space one-on-one. You could do it with me or someone else. Like that's, then you have clarity and then you could go and work with me for like two months and we could work on that. And then it would be like, oh, cool, boom, done. So we just want to bring you to a place of awareness. My favorite tricks for saying no later on, if you don't want to say yes in the moment or if you're an automatic yes person, is choosing a phrase that will help you have some time. So for example, someone asks you, can you go to the movies with me on Friday? Here are some buying time responses. Can I get back to you on that? Let me think about it and I will follow up with you soon. Ooh, thanks for asking. I need some time to think. Would it be all right if I let you know on Thursday or whatever date you pick? And these can be great if you're unsure on how you want to respond and or you want to help yourself avoid automatically saying yes. 
So I do this often because now I realize if I just say yes and it sounds good in the moment, but later on I'm going to run into a capacity issue, I will say, let me think about it. Ooh, that sounds super fun. Let me check and I'll get back to you. And I just buy myself a little bit of time so that I can really see what I want to do. And that's this decision tree of once you realize what's going on for you and why you might be having the initial response that you are, the next step is setting yourself up for success and coming up with this phrase that I just listed off. And then finally, how do we straight up say no? The first thing to remember is we want to be direct and honest. Again, you don't need to give a dissertation, a long-winded explanation, and oftentimes this isn't a good look. The other person receiving that might feel like, hey, I just wanted to know if you wanted to go to the movies. I don't need to know about how, you know, this and this and this and this and this is going on because then it starts to, we can feel as the receiver of that message, those parts of you that might be holding guilt, that might be holding those things. So you want to be direct and honest. I like the KDH method. I just made that up. Kind, direct, and honest. This sounds like thank you for asking. Thank you for thinking of me. At the moment, I don't have the capacity for that. Or if we go back to the movie example. Ooh, that sounds really fun. And I'm not available on Friday. Let's plan something else another time. Direct, kind, honest, whatever you want to, however you want to approach that. Another response I like for saying no is, ooh, that took a lot of courage for you to ask and right now I'm not available for it. You can still acknowledge the other person, their attempt at connection. You know, if someone asks you to do something a little bit more vulnerable, like maybe help them move or you know what I mean. And or maybe help them find a therapist or maybe help them with an issue with their mom. You can always say, oh, when you know it took a lot of courage for them to ask you, you can always acknowledge that. That's okay. Just because you're saying no doesn't mean that you dislike them or that you're a horrible person. It just means that You don't have the availability. And I want to say something really important. In my work, I just work with individuals at the moment, at this point. But I work so much with people on their relationships. And I'm actually trained as well as in internal family systems, couples therapy, relationship therapy, because we are in relationships. And I feel like this is such a hard thing to understand is that sometimes we make meaning about not being available for someone or someone not being available for us when it really has nothing to do with us and it's just a timing issue or a mismatch of needs. It's not to say that any one person cares less or cares more and I think we have to really watch that. Because something that I see in my practice a lot is that then people can have parts that make that mean like, oh, well, 
he doesn't want to do this. So that must mean that he doesn't care about me, which must mean that he doesn't really love me as much as I love him. And then we open up and go into some of our more tender, um, more shadow parts. And that can be really challenging. So just remembering that when there's a mismatch of needs in a relationship, that doesn't really mean anything per se, unless just that you have a need and your partner has a different need or your friend or your mom. Okay, another way to say no. No, period. That's right, people. No is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain yourself. You don't need to do anything. You can just simply say no. And the more you can give yourself permission to do that, the freer you will feel, I promise. Another way to say no, I don't want to do that and I realize it's important to you or I'm not available for that and I realize that's really important to you. You can add in acknowledgement of the other person and still say no and I hope these examples really help solidify that, that you can still get your need across while acknowledging the humanity of the other person. So any form of these examples are totally acceptable. And again, we have to remember that saying no has absolutely nothing to do with the other person. It can be helpful to remove the action, no, I don't want to help you move, with our care for that person and for the relationship. Again, like I was saying earlier, the fact that you don't want to or can't help somebody move has nothing to do with your care for that person and for that relationship. So we covered how to say no. Let's take a look at communicating your needs in addition to that because usually these things go hand in hand, right? Saying no is typically coming from a place of need. You need to watch your capacity, you need to watch your energy, you need to honor, you know, the things that you want to do that feel good to you. So communicating our needs is obviously super important in relationships and something I see a lot is people sometimes think or wish or hope or just expect that their partner can read their minds or really understand their needs and this is really tricky because if we just assume like well I was crying so he should know that I need space well has that been something that's been like outwardly discussed you know we want to double check and click in on the fact that at no fault to anyone can we just assume that people understand our inner world, our inner thoughts, especially if those things are constantly shifting and changing? Seven years ago, he might have understood that you crying meant that you needed space, but maybe that dynamic has changed, right? So it is the very important thing to do, which is communicate your needs. So how do we do this? (laughs) I've written you a step-by-step. So again, if you're taking notes, this is a, you know, one, two, three. 
Step one is identifying your needs. How are you going to communicate them if you don't even know them? There was a version of me that absolutely was ignoring my needs, not spending enough time connecting with myself. And it honestly would have been really hard for me to identify my needs because I was so used to responding to and being available for the needs of others. So maybe some of you smiled or you're like, what? Identify your needs. That's super obvious. And maybe it is. But for some people, we need to spend some time on that. And if you struggle with this, again, this is an opportunity to zoom in and take a closer look with someone you know, in a one-on-one space. Okay, so one, identify your needs. Two, timing. Consider the timing and make sure the other person is as available as possible. If you go to your partner when they just got home from work and they're super stressed and they still have like a earbud in of their favorite podcast, it's very unlikely that they are available and ready to hear about your needs and if you're unsure you can always just ask hey I have something I really want us to talk about are you available to listen right now that's respectful and it gives them the opportunity to say no I'm not and then you've asked and you've double checked in case you are unsure Number three is set your intention for the conversation. You can say something like, I'm hoping we can talk about things we're needing in our relationship. Are you available for that? Great. So you're setting that intention. You're double checking about timing and you've already identified your needs. So you're good to go. Number four is share your needs from what we in the IFS world call self-energy which essentially is just this calm, confident place. You're going to use I statements like, I need space every night after work for 20 minutes to decompress. Do you have concerns? Do you have questions? You know, that's calm, that's confident, that's really clear. And because you've done all of this groundwork for the conversation, you are really setting yourself up to have a super beautiful, meaningful conversation and to get what you need in your relationship, which is so important. And then number five, ask the other person to respond or reciprocate if they have needs they would like to share or if they have concerns. Again, just inviting them into the conversation, making sure that they know that you know that this goes two ways and you're not just like I need this and goodbye anytime we're in a relationship we have to be prepared for and available for the needs of the other and this is often when sometimes I see clients have like a mismatch of oh I need 20 minutes to decompress after work but I found out that my partner really needs to vent So how do we do this? And that brings me to number six, which is negotiate needs as needed if they are varying and opposite. In that example, that actually happened to my husband and I. He works in a completely different environment. There's a lot less talking, a lot less interacting. And I work 
all day with other people and I love it and it's a lot of talking and a lot of energy output and so he has a need to connect after work and I have a need to decompress and sort of disconnect from people and because we've named those things outwardly we've been able to negotiate a sort of after work space that works for both of us which is really important and that's the you know one two three bing bang boom communicating your needs I want to add in a caveat I am simplifying all of this distilling it down so that you can have really grounded next steps and really simple information to take away and get yourself, you know, moving in this direction of saying no and communicating your needs. I realize that it's very likely that you might get hung up on a step or two. You might realize that, wow, I'm really saying yes at every turn because I'm so afraid of saying no or disappointing someone And again, these are just areas of opportunity for a little bit of deeper work, usually with a professional one-on-one, and that's okay because you can return to the additional information here at any time. So I want to just say that because I'm not pretending that this isn't actually really hard in reality. And obviously, since this is a podcast, I can't like support all of you live (laughs) through each of these things but I think that's such the magic of those one-on-one containers or my container for people-pleasing the people-pleasing course offering that also has a community component and it also has one-on-one time with me and that's the exact intention for that is like being able to give that space So if you are interested, check out the link in the show notes. It's going to be amazing. It starts very soon. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I'm teaching it live and I think it's going to be good. Okay, people. Can't wait to keep us all posted on the Travis Kelsey T-Swift of it all. I just read today that his jersey purchases I guess went up by like 400% so wild Um, and I hope you have a beautiful week until next time take care